Welcome to episode one of the Spinning Backfist podcast. I'm your host, Aiden Waxman. It's a pleasure to be here with all of you. I look forward to, you know, getting this podcast up and running, and that's what we're doing today. Today we're going to cover the future of the welterweight division. We're gonna, I'm going to try and take on the roles of Hunter Campbell and Dana White to make the best matchups for fans and overall the best matchups possible for all these fighters to, you know, bring in some pay-per-view money and also move this division. You know, I don't like, I hate seeing in the UFC these divisions that are kind of, they're blocked up by one person that's kind of holding the division up. And I, nobody wants that. The fans don't want it. It's bad for business for Dana and Hunter. At the end of the day here, I'm really trying to create the best fights possible in the welterweight division. I'm excited to get started. And before we do that, though, I would like to talk a little bit about Sanhagen versus Vera the other night. Sanhagen just completely dominant performance. I mean, on the feet, his movement was impeccable. Got a couple of takedowns, looked really, really good. Cheeto looked pretty slow. I kind of, to be totally honest, wasn't surprised by Cheeto looking slow. It happened in his fight with Dominic Cruz until he got that head kick knockout, which was spectacular, don't get me wrong. But looked a little bit slow up to that point. Looked pretty slow last night. Sanhagen seemed to have had his number pretty much. Judging as per, you know, I think we're used to this as UFC fans, as MMA fans, especially if you're a boxing fan listening to this, that judges are really not great. And uh, one of the judges last night must have been uh, distracted on his phone or maybe smoking crack. I have no clue, to be totally honest, but he scored that fight 48-47 for Vera. I don't know what he was thinking. He probably wasn't thinking. Judging's a big problem in the UFC. On my blog, spinningbackfistmma.wordpress.com, I'll actually be posting an article within the next couple of weeks proposing my solution to what I call the judging crisis and the UFC particularly. I mean, it's, it's, it applies to all of really combat sports, but I think the UFC is the you know it's the what people think of when they think of combat sports. I apply, I try to apply and come up with some solutions here to fix judging. Moving on, let's 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 get into business. Let's get into the meat of things here in the welterweight division. We all know pretty much what happened when Leon Leon Edwards and Kamaru Usman met up for the third time. Very very solid performance from Leon. Besides that cage grab, which kind of annoyed me. But very, very solid performance, great movement, great strikes, and yet another fighter who has another fighter's number. Leon has Kamaru's number right now, and that's not going to change. I don't think anyone wants to see Usman versus Edwards 4. I personally am quite tired of it. I'm looking forward to some new fights in the welterweight division. I know there has been some controversy surrounding Leon Edwards and Colby Covington fighting for the title, particularly the fact that Colby Covington is getting a title shot. I know we all have our feelings toward Colby Covington. He's a very controversial figure, absolutely. You know, I hated him for a little bit. Now I kind of like him. But at the end of the day, looking at this through, from my perspective, without any bias, Colby Covington getting a title shot is the best thing for money. The fight will get stoked up pretty high, obviously. Colby's coming off of that win against Masvidal, which was a very long time ago, I understand. But I believe that Edwards versus Covington will keep the welterweight division moving. It'll allow the lower ranks, so like what I consider lower at least, being kind of top 10 and above even, being able to kind of work their way into the rankings. Fighters like Jack Della Maddalena, I'm just going to call him JDM because I have a hard time pronouncing his name a bit. Fighters like Sean Brady, who actually got moved down to number 9 in the welterweight rankings and is trying to work his way back. 
it allowed the division to move, which is why I think Covington does deserve that title shot on International Fight Week. It'll be a great fight. It'll be really hyped up, and it's something that I'm excited for. I know Leon is really against it, but you are Dana White's employee. And if Dana White tells you you're going to fight for your title against someone, you're going to fight for your title against that person. If Leon doesn't take the fight, he's going to get stripped of the title. That is not something that he wants. That is not something that his manager wants. That's something that UFC fans don't want. I want a Leon Edwards, Colby Covington title fight on International Fight Week with Stipe Miocic and John Jones. Now, moving onward, let's talk about what's next for Kamaru Usman. Usman, we know he's lost Edwards twice. He had one of the most dominant welterweight reigns in UFC history. He's still a fantastic fighter. He might have come back too soon from that head kick knockout, but at the end of the day, no excuses. You lose a fight, you lose a fight. What I believe is next for Kamaru Usman is the winner of Gilbert Burns' Jorge Masvidal. What I'm planning on is Gilbert Burns winning, and this is something I'm willing to bet on, by the way. I'm willing to bet on this during fight week with anyone. I firmly believe that Gilbert Burns will beat Jorge Masvidal. I think he will finish Jorge Masvidal in a dominant performance. I think that Jorge's washed, to be totally honest with you. I, I don't mind Jorge at all. I have no particular bad feelings toward him. I really don't think that he's going to be working his way to a title shot ever again. I think that Gilbert Burns is the real deal. I think he's good in all areas. He proved it against Kamza in a fantastic fight that he can do it all. He can strike, he can wrestle, he can grapple, he can do it all. I would love to see Usman versus Burns too. That is what I am planning on by making him, making Usman fight the winner of Burns Masvidal. The first time that fight happened, it was it was a good fight. I mean, Usman got knocked on his butt for the first time. He didn't look in, he didn't look invulnerable. He looked like he could, he was struggling a little bit at first, and he got the knockout. But it was a fantastic fight. I would love to see it be a five round co-main. I don't think three rounds is enough for that fight. It's too good. It's way too good. Moving onward, Shavkat Rachmanov. This kid is something else. I mean, I've I've been watching him since his fight against Carlston Harris, and this kid is something really special. Now, I know what we saw in the Jeff Neal fight. We saw that his head movement was a little bit subpar. Jeff Neal was catching him a lot. But this Shafkat kid has a chin on him. I mean, this guy can eat a punch. Hell, he can eat a head kick, probably. He's, he's strong. He's a very, very good striker. His wrestling is going to need some work if he wants to be able to get to that championship status. I know that Neal has fantastic takedown defense. He has like the fifth top five takedown defense in all of welterweight I think history, either history or the current division. That's what he's good at. That's his thing. And Rachmanov, I thought he was going to be able to take Neil to the ground and just maul him. That is not what happened. It turned into a slugfest on the feet. And if you want to become a champion, especially in welterweight with all these fantastic wrestlers, Shafkat can defend takedowns just fine, but he's got to be able to get them done. He's got to be able to get some on his end if he really wants to reach that championship level. Right now, He's at a championship level in any other promotion, in my opinion. But when it comes to the UFC and the amount of depth and talent they have in welter in the welterweight division, especially when it comes to wrestlers, you gotta be able to get some takedowns. For Kamzat, I would like him not Kamzat, excuse me, Shafkat. I would like him to fight Bilal Muhammad. I know this is what Dana White and Hunter said. I know everyone thinks that Bilal Muhammad deserves a title shot, but I think that Bilal, I might get some slack for this, but I do not think that Bilal Muhammad's an exciting fighter. If you look at his fights, they're all decisions. 
like besides his last fight against Sean Brady, a rising contender who had until that time not fought anyone in the top five in the UFC at all besides fighting a ranked Michael Chiesa. He got the knockout, sure. But that was his first knockout in like eight fights. It's just decision, 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 decision. The UFC isn't like other sports. It's not like football where you have the most deserving team playing the other most deserving team. This is all this is a game about money too. Bilal versus Edwards does not bring in money. The last time it ended in an eye poke. If one of them finished each other beforehand, sure. Even if the fight resulted in an actual decision, it would be exciting. But the eye poke, I just don't want Bilal getting a title shot yet. I want him to fight one more person to go ahead and see if he is really ready for the title shot. If he can finish the best of the best. Shavkat Rachmanov is the best of the best. He is really, really good. Both have, I would say that Shavkat and Bilal have very, very similar builds. They have similar body types. I think it could result in a really interesting fight. We, we will get to see how good Bilal's kind of technical striking is. I think we've seen that it's already pretty good. But he can really put it to use against Shavkat if the Kazakhstani has not improved his head movement. It's so important to have good head movement in this game and good body movement as well. It's something that Rachmanov lacked in that fight against Neil, and it's something that he's going to need to correct with his coaches if he wants to be fighting at a championship level, as I've said earlier. Now I'll talk about Kamzat Chemaev. Kamzat Chemaev is a monster. This guy's really good. Do I like the fact that he missed weight by eight pounds in that whole Diaz disaster fiasco, whatever you want to call it? Absolutely not. I, I did not like him for it for a while, and I still don't like him for it. It's completely unprofessional to miss weight by that much. Do I think he beats anyone in the welterweight division still? Of course I do. The question that's in the back of my mind, can he take this seriously and make weight like a normal UFC welterweight fighter? He's done it before. I guess he just didn't take, maybe he didn't take the Diaz fight seriously. I don't know. It's something he's going to need to do if he wants to become, you know, a champion. But he can become a champion very easily. Kamza is fantastic in all areas. We've seen this. The fans know this. We know how good Kamzat is. Gilbert Burns, had that was a fantastic fight. I, I think we've forgotten how good that fight was. I mean, that was such a good fight. Watching that was just pure violence, and it was great. All, I wish it was a five-round fight. It's a shame it wasn't, but at the end of the day, you know, three-round fight. Kamzat wins. But what's next for him? I mean, he hasn't fought in a long time after that weight missed. It was a disaster. I don't think that Dane is going to give him an, immediately an immediate title shot with anyone. It doesn't sound like that. I don't think that it's going to happen. Just because of that weight miss, it was so severe and unprofessional that I don't think Dana trusts him quite yet to handle a championship-level fight. That's a big investment, you know, to bet on a fighter in a championship. It is. You're counting on them to make weight and to do what they're supposed to. And if Dana can't do that, I mean, he, he can lose a lot of money. I mean, I know I, I was, you know, I was kind of looking forward to Chimaya versus Diaz. And then when I heard he was fighting Kevin Holland, I'm like, what's the point? Chimaya's going to do the exact same thing to Holland that he would have done to Diaz. Why would I would, watching Diaz get mauled hurts, sure. But I'm tuning in for Nate Diaz. That's the reason I'm tuning in. I love Kevin Holland. He's a, I, I love his personality. He's quite a unique fighter. But... I'm not that attached to him. People are way more attached to Nate Diaz than they are to Kevin Holland. I think that Kamzat's going to move to middleweight. That is my guess. I think he's going to move to middleweight. He doesn't have to worry about the stupid weight cut. He can do exactly what he did at welterweight, in my opinion. I would love to see Kamzat fight Robert Whitaker. Robert Whitaker is 
as we all know, a fantastic fighter, super technical. And to see him fight Kamzat, who has just run over everyone with a train so far, besides kind of Gilbert Burns, I guess, would be really, really fun. As good as Kamzat is, he is not that experienced in this game. He's a fantastic wrestler. He has experience in that area, of course. But I'm talking about the MMA place of things, the UFC type of things. Robert Whitaker is a veteran. He has been through it all. To see him fight against Kamzat would be fantastic. I would kind of like that to be a three-rounder. It could be a five-rounder main event, I suppose. I'm honestly fine with either. I would just love to see the fight get made. I would like to see Kamzat move to middleweight, especially so we don't have to see... I really don't want to see that from Kamzat ever again. That awful weight miss, it's just... it's It tarnishes your reputation as a fighter. It's something I don't want to see again. The fans don't want to see it. Dana sure as hell doesn't want to see it. And so I think that is the fight to make. As we continue to move down the welterweight division... I'm going to kind of skip a couple of ranks here. I kind of want to go to Sean Brady and the, his fight against Michelle Pereira, which got canceled due to Sean Brady tearing his groin, which is terrible. That injury is awful. I would not wish that upon anyone. It hurts enough to be kicked in the balls. To tear your groin hurts a lot. Completely understand why that fight had to get canceled. I think Dana's going to reschedule it. I think it's a really good fight. Pereira's a very, very experienced you know, UFC fighter. He's been here for a while. I love Michelle Pereira. I watched him with my friend Ryan on my uh, senior, like my senior trip in high school. I got my phone out. We were eating dinner. My friend and I watched Michelle Pereira fight, and oh man, <laughs> we were like, "This guy is fun, man. This guy is really fun." So I would love to see him. I love to see him out there. He's gonna. I think he's going to be back out there against Sean Brady. And I know it's the typical, you know, striker grappler matchup, but I think Michelle Pereira has solid takedown defense. But he hasn't faced a wrestler like Sean Brady yet. Typical striker grappler matchup. I think it should make money. I think it should be entertaining. Now, Jeff Neal, I know we talked about him with Shavkat Rachmanov. I cannot, I could rave all day about Jeff Neal's performance against Shavkat. It was phenomenal. He gave Shavkat his first real fight. That was his first real fight. Neil fought so well. His jab was on point. His strikes were hitting. His takedown defense was phenomenal as it usually is. He deserves another good fight. He deserves something that's going to bring in money on a pay-per-view. And I want to see Jeff Neal fight JDM, Jack Della Maddalena. JDM, you want to talk about dominance? I think he's what? Let's see here. I think he's finished his so four straight fights if i'm correct in the in the ufc by the way technical knockout technical knockout technical knockout and then rear naked choke against randy brown at ufc 284 this guy is the real deal it looks like at least who better to test if jdm is the real deal than an experienced fighter a fantastic fighter with fantastic takedown defense with excellent striking and then putting jeff neal up there I think that Jeff Neal's really good. I think he showed it in that Shavkat fight. He exposed where Shavkat's weakness was in his movement. I love Neal. I would love to see him fight a good fight. I want to see him fight Madalena on a pay-per-view anywhere in the world, whether it be in Abu Dhabi or Los Angeles is fine with me. Just would love to see it as a three-round fight on a pay-per-view card. And also, after that last fight, Neal deserves to be on pay-per-view, I think, from now on. All right, I don't want to see any more. Unless he loses his next fight, which I'm going to hope is JDM, 
then I don't think we should, Dana or Hunter should be putting him on a fight night. He's too good to be on a fight night. I don't want to see him on a five-round fight night, any of that, on ESPN or ESPN2 or ESPN+. Plus. So Wonder Boy, changing, I know we're really changing gears here. Wonder Boy, his, uh, I love Stephen Thompson. I think he's a great guy. I think he's a really entertaining fighter. But when he's been put up against wrestlers, he, he can't do it. You know, he's not going to challenge for a title again. He's a fantastic striker. His takedown defense is not UFC top 15 level. And there's no debate against that. We saw it against Gilbert Burns. We've seen it before against, I think, Bilal Muhammad. Took him down a couple times. And I want Wonder Boy to fight the winner of Li Jinliang and Michael Chiesa. I love Li Jinliang. He's one of my favorite fighters. I love the leech. He has such a good personality. He's a very entertaining fighter. Usually puts on a show. Usually. Sometimes he doesn't, but I think that goes for most fighters. I think Chiesa, uh, he's another fighter who I don't think is challenging for a title ever again. I think that Chiesa, you know, fighting Wonder Boy would be quite entertaining. I think you'd be on the feet mostly. Maybe you get some jujitsu in there with Chiesa going for some sort of takedown and doing other stuff. I don't think Chase is going to sit on top of Wonder Boy and just hold him there and create for a, a, a snooze fest. I think that it would be, I think that Chiesa would take a different approach. Put it on a pay-per-view. I don't want to see it on a fight night. I'm not actually very big on putting highly ranked fighters on fight nights. I just don't think it makes sense, especially when the fight night is only on ESPN+. Plus. I mean, who's going to watch that? Not a lot of people have ESPN Plus subscriptions. Now, if it's on like the ESPN, the network, that's a different story. But ESPN+, Plus, you, it's not on TV. You know, it's on your tablet or your phone or whatever device you're using. I just don't think it's really fair to the highly ranked fighters to have their five-round main event fought on ESPN Plus during March Madness. That's what I thought kind of with Sanhagen and Vera. Should have been at a different time, maybe. Just having everything on ESPN Plus, I'm not a big fan of in terms of fight nights. ESPN Plus for pay-per-views, fantastic. Go ahead. I honestly don't care what pay-per-view service the UFC decides to use. I wish they made their pay-per-views cheaper. I know that's not going to happen, but we can certainly hope for those kinds of things to happen. You know, one day, us fans can dream about that kinds of stuff. Plenty of exciting ranked fights coming up in welterweight. Always exciting, as with most UFC divisions out there. Hopefully we don't get any division blocks. I would say that as much as I love Wonder Boy, he's kind of holding up the division. But you've heard my predictions. We'll see how many of them I'm right about, how many of them I'm wrong about. Dana and Hunter will make their decisions. More importantly, it's about you know sharing my thoughts with you guys, the fans, and seeing what you guys think. I always love listening to my listeners. Guys, if you ever want to come on the show, send me a DM on Instagram, at SpinningBackFistPod, and I will make sure to get you on here. All right, I love talking about this kind of stuff. This week, we're going to have a couple of articles out on the blog, SpinningBackFistMMA.wordpress.com. We're going to have an article on Jack Della Maddalena and his future. Also, his, you know, his past as well, working his way to where he is now in the welterweight rankings. We're also going to have an opinion article on UFC judging. I'm going to propose a solution, by the way, guys. Don't worry. I'm not going to just sit there and complain for like 30 minutes about UFC judging. Anyone can do that. Not everyone can propose solutions. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this first episode. I promise as I continue to keep on doing this, the podcasts are going to get better and better in quality every single week. So thank you guys for listening. I look forward to seeing you back here, hopefully next week where we are going to go ahead and start previewing UFC 287 and we were, we're going to cover another weight division but 
We'll figure out which weight division a little bit later. I'm Aiden Waxman. You've been listening to the Spinning Back Fist Podcast.